0: Hey friends, I'm Ashley. Hey you guys, I'm Lainey. And this is Haunted Real Estate. I A how you doing?
1: I'm doing quite all right. How are you doing over there?
0: I'm good. It's been a really busy week, but I am it's been so a busy week for me too. Good. A good busy?
1: Yeah, good busy. Well, I was at a conference today and you know, they have all the little booths set up and one guy was just carving brisket right next to his booth. I was like, you're a genius. This is how you get people to come talk to you. <laughs> so I just need to bring a brisket next
0: time. That's all. All right. Did I tell you what we're uh, doing tomorrow? No. So tomorrow is a very special day that kicks off the first annual Hobbit Day in our household. Tomorrow, September 22nd, is... Hobbit day. It's Bilbo Baggins' birthday. So um, I have all week been planning out meals because Hobbits eat seven meals a day. So you have first breakfast. We're going to have, I think, egg bites. I was going to do quiche, but since we have to have seven meals, it's hard to do like heavy stuff. So 8 a.m., not 7 a.m. like Hobbits do, but 8 a.m. is going to kick off. I think we're going to do egg bites instead of quiche. And then 9.30. Dang it. What did I plan for 930? Oh, it's like French bread with cheese and berries. And then 11 Z's, 11 this is 11 o'clock. And that is the lamb bass bread, which they ate in Lord of the Rings. So I remember that. Yeah, I will be making that. And next year I'm going to put it in like green parchment paper and wrap it with like butcher's twine and make it look like Frodo and Samwise's food that they kept in their pouch. That's so cute. So when I kick it off. Next year, I'll be better than this year. But this year, I was like, I don't even know how to make lamb bass bread. So let me do that this yeah. year. And next year, I'll make a nicer presentation. Um, Dude,
1: I love that.
0: And then luncheon. Luncheon is going to be beef stew. And then Yum. afternoon tea. Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> and then um, t- afternoon tea, which is probably just going to be tea or tea and lamb bass bread. Because I'm not making another meal for afternoon tea. And then there's dinner and then supper. Dinner, we're going to have... Dang it, what did I plan for dinner? Oh, you know what? I wrote it all down on my phone. I should just look at that. Idiot. I... <laughs> Shut <up. laughs> Okay, so 2.30 is afternoon tea with lamb bass bread. 5.30 uh, is dinner, and that's going to be shepherd's pie, and then 9 p.m. Yum. is supper, so I'm going to do french onion soup because it's a little lighter.
1: <laughs> Yum, I love that. That's so. a day full of yummy food, and I recently just rewatched uh all the lord of the rings again just because i love it i never got into harry potter sorry people but i'm such a harry Potter. i love lord of the rings i didn't know they had seven meals though i don't recall that but i do remember the bread yes they do and the
0: way sam says potatoes potatoes (laughs) i love that movie so much um or the series so much so i'm really excited and we all got hobbit slippers so all of our feet will look like hobbit feet so it's gonna be a really fun day tomorrow i think and oh I and so. I did you know, I did tell the kids that they could stay if they wanted to participate in Hobbit day. They had to watch the movie marathons. Reagan could help me cook if she wanted to, but anyway, they're staying home from Is school. It- they did opt for that. That
1: is so cute. I love it.
0: And now they're excited. They've never liked Lord of the Rings. So I really hope this inspires them because now, because they never even sat down to watch them. They just chose they didn't like it. And same thing with Harry Potter. So now I need to come up with a, a Harry Potty day or something. So Potty day. <laughs> see, I don't know. Well, and I, I showed you my uh, floating candles in my living room. So I have Harry Potter candles floating in the living room and they like that. And I'm like, you like magical stuff. Why can't you like the magical world of Harry Potter? it's it's intimidating
1: when you have all those movies to be like now i'll start it's not like getting into seinfeld with its 11 seasons it's three movies that is like six hours that's lord of the rings not harry potter but six hours and like so many groups of people to learn harry potter i imagine is like that because that's how i feel like i didn't hate it when i watched the first one but then so many came after and i was like this is daunting
0: and people You're not getting you. into this witchy world.
1: People called you Harry
0: Potter growing up, so that probably didn't help. Wow, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your oh face my god. too. You look so broken when I said that. I'm so sorry. I
1: had really round glasses, guys, and my hair slicked back in a bun,
0: and and they had, had the
1: braces. the alphabet on them. That was a Fuck rough. You, Ashley. <laughs> Don't even want to know what you're talking about today.
0: Okay, I'm so sorry. I just thought this was emotional. I thought maybe that's why you didn't actually like Harry Potter because you didn't like that comparison or something. But I guess you it's didn't not like that the comparison
1: or Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where are you taking us today? I'm excited. Um, I know it's not
1: based on a trip you went to.
0: um, Yeah, pack your bags, you guys, because today we're going to India. Um, Specifically, we're going to be going to the state of Rajasthan, India. Um, And actually, I did visit India in February of this year, which is 2023. I had never been to India before that. And like a lot of the trips I go on, I try not to set too high of expectations. I know I'm going into a completely different culture, a different world. When I set my expectations to just like not low expectations, just like no expectations, I guess I I feel like that always means it's going to always pretty much always aim higher than that, unless it's just like, you know, a dysentery trip. Yeah, as long as it's above that, it should be. Okay, so I truly enjoyed it, and I loved the country and the culture and a lot of the people that we met. We were on a different side of India than we are going to be talking about today. Um, I was over towards like the northeast side. Today we'll all be, we'll be on the west side, um, but we went to Darjeeling, and uh, which is basically part of the Himalayan mountains. And so we were up in the mountains for a while. Darjeeling tea is very health beneficial tea. Um, They literally make it like on the mountainside. And I mean, you saw my pictures there. It was gorgeous.
1: Yeah. It was also like, absolutely.
0: Yeah. It was really misty that day that we went out there, which one is kind of scary driving up and then down a mountain at night when it's, so misty and foggy outside but it really was
1: especially in a foreign country i'd be so scared
0: well and what was also weird and maybe this is just being up in the mountains and i live on the gulf coast so i don't have a mountain when we were up in the mountains in darjeeling there was like a town center and it at one point was so foggy i mean you could barely see in front of you but it was like completely misted and i have a picture of it i have to show you it's I re-
1: yeah i remember that picture you can't really see what's right in front of you yeah
0: it like it rhy- rhyming rhyming to me, reminded me of like creepy creepy sleepy hollow or something and then i went into a shop and then i went and had some tea and then i came out and it was completely clear in the town center and i was like what was that it was just like the wind blow it away it was really interesting but like that movie the fog when all the monsters come out of it yeah exactly wait oh i was thinking the the, mist it was called the mist there is a movie called the fog though
1: well i think it's a coastal town there's mist there's
0: monsters that's also the fog but yes they're both they're similar in that way but the mist was the one with um that guy his last name is Jane I can't remember his first name Yeah he was on Deep uh Blue I can't sea. either
1: he, he's in sweetest things Yeah Thomas Jane Thomas Jane
0: Yeah Thomas Jane's in it and it was like a military <laughs> okay experiment uh yeah and also I like I loved going okay no regrets but I was a little disappointed because I was told we could probably see Mount Everest because we were only 100 miles away um and it's the tallest mountaintop in the world so I was like cool I'm gonna see it but it was so misty there the next mountain over was barely visible much less 100 miles away dang that's disappointing didn't see Mount Everest but I did see a lot of cool sights even the mistiness was kind of a cool sight it was really cold so it wasn't yeah. Really prepared for that.
1: And you had a cow friend out your window. What? A little bonine. Didn't you have a little cow out your window? A cow? A, a cow, yes. I remember you had a cow just like munching outside of the window of one of the places you stayed
0: in. Oh, yeah, in my room. I thought you were talking about when I was in Darjeeling. There were monkeys along the road going up to Darjeeling. They were just like hopping along the road. It was really funny looking. But, That's yeah. cute. So that was a fun trip. But yeah, there really are cows just wandering everywhere, like just So random. It's just such an interesting sight. There was one in the middle of an unlined highway, like no lines. That already gives me anxiety. And then there was a cow just laying in the middle of the road, totally relaxed. And everybody was happy to just drive around it. And I was like, this is a sight. This is a sight to see. Yeah. It's definitely a different culture over there. I know
1: quite a few people from Mumbai and Pakistan and I want to go one day but the, the videos I see of that traffic really yeah, gives me high anxiety. Yeah. You're just all over the place. How do you know if you break if you were to slam your foot on the brake I feel like nobody else would. They're
0: just like go and go. Oh yeah going. and the driving there is pretty aggressive like I mean I showed you the videos I think of the horn honking which really got me because horn honking in Texas is pretty sensitive like you better mean business and it better be a really legit legitimate reason to honk at somebody we Mm -hmm. use honks very sparingly in texas india
1: yeah you never know when someone's gonna pull a gun on you like
0: (laughs) like i took a video of it because i thought it was so fascinating but comical from my perspective is we were all at a red light and the second that light hit green everybody honks their horn it's like an announcement that the light's green you guys just want to make sure you all know that it's green so it's not aggressive people honk but it's not meant in an aggressive way like here that would be very aggressive so yeah cu- cultures are different you know it's just really interesting but that's yeah. why I like traveling because I'm like man the differences also sorry I know I'm going on a little side note here the differences with stray dogs in India the dogs seem oh, yeah mostly happy and healthy and completely wandering free, not aggressive, hanging out with the cows. Like the cows were sharing, you know, they were sharing food, you know, from the trash or whatever. If people were feeding them, like they would eat side by side and then the dogs would just carry on. Like I didn't see a bunch of roadkill or something like that, but we're so quick to pick up stray dogs here and it's just like unallowable and unsightly. But that was like, huh. I've always thought we were like doing the dogs a favor by picking them up and maybe we are, okay. I'm not trying to start like a confrontational discussion, but it was just an interesting thing to see. Cause I was like, I would have thought they'd be dead on the side of the road. They'd be mangy. They'd be emaciated. They weren't any of those yeah. things. So I don't know. It was really interesting. Yeah. Well, it's so, good. Okay. Oh, Their
1: they're stray animals are happy and healthy. Yes.
0: But this is not where our story is. We're still in India, but like I said, I was on the east side near Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Uh, Rajasthan is on the west side, which is 300 kilometers or if you're on the American side. That's 186 miles from New Delhi, which is the capital city of India. So Rajasthan is India's largest state and literally translates to land of kings. Raj meaning king and Stan meaning king land or sometimes state so land of kings is where we are today within the land of kings Rajasthan, is a village called bengar this is bengar Fort, you guys and according to some of the visitors it's a beautiful drive most of the way and then the road leading up to the village is just lined with ruins so it's a little spooky Ooh. and honestly just Lifeless is lifeless, Ooh, not one I don't of the like most. That word. I know, like a spooky word. Even yeah. writing it, I'm like, isn't lifeless like the most spooky thing to say?
1: Yeah, it's like there's no birds there,
0: there's no yes. growing plants or something. It's just yeah, lifeless. Okay, there are not growing... a
1: dragonfly flying.
0: Yeah, there is a huge forest, and it's actually like a huge. Tiger Reserve nearby, so the whole area is not lifeless, but kind of the road to the village and within it is pretty lifeless, except for the people that feel the need to go visit. So when you arrive to the main gate of Bangar Fort, it's called Bangla, which translates to House of Ghosts. So locals say that to go at night, or locals say that those that go at night either leave shortly after dark in terror or they're never seen again. So the village is abandoned, so you'll only hear the sounds of nature, wind blowing, and sometimes ghostly laughter, which has been reported.
1: No, thank you. I don't like ghostly laughter in any scenario, any country, any town, any place.
0: Yeah, so the curse of Bangar dates back hundreds of years, and what most sources said was 1573. One other source said 1613, so in that era, but let's say 1573 because that's what I saw most most sources. Today, it's forbidden to enter after sunset and before sunrise. Not forbidden altogether, mostly just at night. There are people that can go visit during the day with certain tours and stuff like that, but it is banned at night supposedly because that's when the ghosts and the entities of Bangar are very active so there are two legends about this cursed but both end with the village being abandoned an angry dark magic priest that cursed the village forever and ten thousand inhabitants that abandoned the village overnight those are the three consistent things that come out of the uh, legends or lore so before
1: just so i know this was a thriving town everyone was doing great before this
0: sorcerer if you will came into the picture Yes. Wonderful. So these stories have been passed down from generation to generation in India since 1573, I suppose. So these stories date far back. So let's jump in, shall we? Let's go to legend number one. There was a beautiful princess named Ratnavati. She was beloved by the village and especially by her father. She was really the most important person to the king. The state of Rajasthan was cherished and adored. Rotten and like many rich and beautiful women she had pretty much endless options in whom she could marry clearly she had to turn down most or all marriage proposals because i don't think she ever got married uh, not that i know of anyway but you know she has the option to do that she has so many options like she doesn't need to go marry the first person she
1: reminds me of jasmine i hope that doesn't so-
0: sound bad but it does remind me of. actually i did it think was th- just her and her dad and i did think about Anne and evil sorcerers and that too so i was mm-hmm. kind of feeling those vibes and he was in love with Jasmine too. Interesting. So I know I definitely had the same thoughts as I was going through this. So one day she was out hobnobbing and gabbing with the gals when this tantric priest saw her. His name was Baba Balunath or another source said he was Singia. I know I'm not pronouncing that right. I'm terribly sorry. Please don't hate me. So most said uh, Balunath is just what they called him Balunath. So he was a priest that also practiced black magic or dark magic. So Baba Baloo Nath, because that's the name that he actually shows up in both legends. um, He immediately fell in love with Ratnavati. He was like, dang, that's my lady. I want to marry her. She She fine. The issue is she's a mother loving princess. And this guy is like a creepy priest practicing dark magic. So he's like, yeah. I don't really have a chance with her. I know I'm not at the top of her list. And so Balunath knew he had no chance. So, I mean, he did what he does best. He worked his dark arts on her and he came up with a plan to make her fall in love with him. Oh gosh. So he knew that she loved perfumes. And after watching her for a while, he knew that she liked to sample them, bought many perfumes, and even would send, I I would, I'm just going to call them servants because I don't really know what she called them. Even sent her survey, uh, surveys, servants, to go buy them for her so on a day he knew that she'd be coming by he conjured up some love juice potion this is ashley
1: oh that just sounds like (laughs) jizz you got that love juice for me
0: baby okay you've ruined that for me now thank you that's what i'm here for so he switched out the perfume she was gonna buy and i wrote love juice potion a couple of times too and you've ruined it He switched out the perfume she was going to buy with his love juice potion. And she caught on pretty quickly to his game. So before she even put it on, she was totally creeped out by him. She knew what he was up to. I don't know if somebody else knew and let her know or she just saw him being creepy. Like, yeah, girl, go put on that perfume. And she was like, something's up with this perfume. So she threw the splooch
1: in my perfume bottle. What (laughs) What is this?
0: Yes, no, it wasn't splooge. God. Uh, So she threw the perfume bottle at him and I'm guessing he kind of dodged it because it smashed on a nearby boulder or she's a princess and she doesn't really have a whole lot of athletic ability to aim correctly. But either way, it hit a boulder, which then rolled onto Babu Balunath and crushed him. But before he was crushed, He cursed her, her family, and the entire village. He said that the city would be destroyed and that no one would be able to live within its walls. And soon after the village, so he died. Soon after, the village was attacked by the Mughals, which killed all the people within its walls, including Ratnavati.
1: So that's really tragic. Do you know exactly how they died? Um, I mean, was it heart failure? Did rocks
0: fall on them? Did, they, what did they, happened? Did they all have heart failure? No. Um, so they were attacked by the Moogles. I don't know how no. love juice works. Well, this love juice turned into a great curse for the area. Yeah. So they were attacked by the Moogles. So I'm sure some died. Well, it, it said which killed all the people within its walls was what a source said. But what I'm sure actually happened was Mughals came and attacked. Some people were killed and some people up and, you know, packed up their carts and got on out of there.
1: And forgive me if I don't know the answer to this, but what exactly is a Mughal or who
0: is a Mughal? I I'm not sure if it's a who or a what. So now I didn't, I didn't teach world history. So this isn't really my topic. Um, but the Mughals are basically a Muslim dynasty that were taking over much of South Asia.
1: So like our version of the mafia? No,
0: no, no. that's not how I <laughs> meant it. No, no. Nobody hear I don't me know. say that.
1: I, you know I'm dumber than you are. <laughs> I don't
0: know. We barely have two brain cells to rub together. <laughs> no. Okay, I don't know. I don't know, Lainey. I don't know all about the Mughals, and I'm really sorry. Okay, I know they were Muslim dynasty. I know they took over much of South Asia. So, stop asking. That's questions. all I'm gonna say about that.
1: Do you know if if it's Muslim versus
0: Hindu, or if if that's even an issue? Um, well, they ruled over a large Hindu population. Okay, most of the population they ruled over was Hindu. Okay, so okay, I can say that. So let me end on a note where I knew the answer and let's put a pin in that discussion. And you can I, you and I, you can I can uh, hit up the Wikipedia later. (laughs) Okay, so where was I? So the curse lives on today. No one is uh, able to live in or around that village area. So anyone that has tried to build in or near its perimeter, the structures collapse overnight with no apparent cause. And supposedly one day uh, reincarnated Ratnavati is supposed to come back and end the curse. Yay! So that's legend number one. And so lot well, we'll, we'll talk about some of the spooky things that have happened there um, but one of the things that go along with this specific legend is that people claim to smell like a foreign perfume whenever the wind blows so that's supposed to be Rottenavati's perfume oh nice so how do we feel about legend one
1: Um, yeah it really reminds me of the Aladdin story I mean outside of the deaths so I wonder if that's where it was inspired and now I like want to look that up but uh, I, well, I think really creepy I, I think mean, any yeah. sorcerer that's trying Trying to put a love spell on someone is all messed up in the head. Just, you know, find out the natural way.
0: Exactly. Maybe. You know, I was saying that to Casey. I'm like, isn't that really sad that somebody would literally rather put a spell on them and the love not even be real than freaking just try and find love naturally? That really bums me out, man.
1: I know. It's, uh, I mean, he's the bad guy in the story, but it makes me feel bad for him, his life before, because uh, he never found it, I'm guessing, and now he just feels the need... I want this I'll make her want me even though it's not natural and that really that's a that's a huge bummer I would be so sad to wake up every day to my husband who I knew did not pick me yeah
0: i actually did not know that somehow you were gonna really sympathize with balunath but that's great
1: well i'm not i'm just saying that's it's all screwed up i definitely sympathize with the princess and her village it's just love potions if they do exist i think they're really screwed up i mean why do you want that for
0: yourself no you go guys, down a different path that do, makes you a bad guy you can do better but how i kind of see it Again, like Aladdin, which, by the way, what I was gonna say to you is those take place in different countries.
1: Well, I know, but the the story of the it's just her Jasmine and her father. Yeah, but and like a like
0: and... a creepy ass sorceress, Jafar is very mm-hmm. similar to Balunath, and like Jafar, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Balunath was like she's hot, she's a princess, she comes from money, she'll make me more powerful. I'm pretty sure it was all self serving and not like necessarily really true love hear. at first sight. Yeah.
1: No, I I get you. I wasn't sympathetic. I can't even say that word. I, was, I wasn't <laughs> on his side at all. Just, it still bumps me out thinking anyone would want to do
0: that. Don't go for a love potion, you guys, okay? Just your belief system, whatever that may be, pray on it, meditate on it, whatever you need to do, but you don't need to trick people into marrying you, okay? You don't. No. In any way, trick, trick or form is what I was about to say. Any way, shape or form, you don't need to trick somebody into doing that. Yeah, okay. no, no, that means no swindling either. No swindling. Okay. See so- the Tinder
1: swindler? That
0: was interesting oh that guy yeah i did read an article about him oh, like a while back i feel like like a year ago or something it
1: doesn't seem like a doc you would watch but i watched it um and then i had a co-worker that looked exactly like him i was like tinder swindler <laughs> he's in the office a tinder swindler <laughs> I have no money tinder swindler swindling
0: there. again <laughs> yes They looked exactly like. um, I did watch that, the Anna Delphi one. Oh, yeah. I really liked that one. I think that's where I originally saw that documentary because when that documentary ended, it was like, you may also like. And so I did like, I was like, oh, I'm interested in knowing what that is, but not watching the documentary. So I looked it up.
1: Yeah. Well, you weren't even dating in the world of Tinder. So
0: probably means a little less to you than it does to me. I was dating in the world of MySpace. (laughs) Yes. And I wasn't very active on that. And Casey definitely wasn't even on that. So uh, it wasn't even a dating tool for me. So anyway, yeah. legend number two, Emperor Mandu Singh or Ma- Madu Singh. I'm going to say Madu Singh. Um, he wanted to build a palace in the confines of Bangar Fort. He went to St. Balunath. And this one, he I guess he's more of a saint. Who, in this story, didn't necessarily practice dark magic, but he did have some kind of power, and it maybe it was able to foretell things. I'm not really sure what those powers were, but it definitely ended in another curse. So, uh, when Mandu, Mandu Singh went for approval to Balunath, he was told that he could build his palace as long it did not, as long as it did not cast a shadow on Balunath's retreat the spot where Balunath went to meditate he was like i like my son i don't need your shadow on me i don't need to look at your palace like as long as i can get some fresh air and sun that's fine by me so mandu singh either didn't listen because there's a couple different versions of this it was that either madu singh who did not listen or It was his son, later on, when he took over, wasn't the one listening. I did see it was the son in a lot of them, so it could go either way. So either him or his son didn't believe that Balunath, like, had any real power. Like, maybe it was a suggestion. Like, please don't cast a shadow where I meditate. That would be great, thank you. And then they did it anyway, not thinking anything would happen. So the palace was constructed, and then a shadow was cast on Balunath's retreat. So they had to incur his wrath. The buildings began crumbling, and his wrath turned into a curse, and all of the buildings within its walls started crumbling, and roofs caved in, and all the people in the village panicked and abandoned the fort. So, both legends claim that Balunath is buried in Bangar Fort. Wow. Wow. All right. Okay. So this little part of a story was an experience um, of a blogger on vocal media, and we will cite his blog. So if you'd like to go read more about it, this was just a part of of his story, uh, of his experience at Bangar Fort. So he said, I arrived at Bangar just as as the sun was setting. The village was deserted, and the only sound was the wind blowing through the ruins of the old fort. I felt a chill run down my spine as I entered the village. So he goes, he takes a walk through the village. He says it's really eerie um, and it's, of course, at night. So he st- uh, sees only the light from the moon and the stars. He says, I start feeling uneasy, but I decided to keep going because I wanted to see if I can find any evidence of the curse. I eventually came to a large palace. The palace was in ruins, but it was still impressive. I could see that it had once been a beautiful building. I decided to go inside the palace. As I entered, I felt a sense of dread. The air was cold and stale, and I could hear the sound of dripping water. I walked through the palace, my footsteps echoing off the walls. I could see that the palace had been looted and vandalized. There was graffiti on the walls, and the furniture was broken. I was about to leave when I heard a noise. I froze, and my heart was pounding in my chest. I listened, but I didn't hear anything else. I started to walk again, but I kept glancing over my shoulder i was starting to feel really scared also was this guy alone because that's really scary i would never 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 go without at least 10 people like i need <laughs> i need a group i need a pack an entourage no joke i need multiple people there so i was about hey, to-
1: i think if i was braver i would do it by myself because it's when you're more likely to feel something but also i'm not that brave and i would want someone else to at least stand witness of, <laughs> of what i'm listening to or
0: we oui. okay it's a brave soul please don't get brave and go do that by yourself
1: uh you know me i'm okay, not I gonna just needed you to brave. Say that. okay no bravery here okay good I'm a wimp. <laughs> stay that way your little harry potter sister over here
0: i know you wouldn't even go to the conjuring house with me which we were gonna go together where people are having tours tours yeah but you can go to Fort by yourself okay <laughs>
1: Okay. Hey, I'm going to Old Town Spring. Let me just, you know, one baby step at a time. If I can handle hangman's tree or the judge's tree, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I'll work my way up to the conjuring house. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. So he said, I was about to leave the palace when I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I turned and saw a figure standing in the shadows. Figure was tall and thin and it was wearing a long white sheet. The face of the figure, oh. not the KKK. I know your head went there. That's not what it is.
1: I'm thinking, like, is your nephew with you?
0: <laughs> what? Why is she, like, ooh? So the face of the figure was hidden in the shadows, but I could see that it had glowing red eyes. I froze. My heart was in my throat. I didn't know what to do. He said it started coming towards him, and he ran, and the figure started running faster. He said it was gaining on me. I was running out of breath. I knew I couldn't outrun it. He ended up bolting out the gate. and I mean, obviously, he survived, because then he went on to write this. And then he said he never went back to Bangar, and I never told anybody what happened to me, but I know that I saw something that night, and I know that it was real.
1: So I guess that answers the question of he wasn't probably alone if he never told
0: anyone what happened to him yeah that's true except now that he put this blog out there so that's on vocal media so you can go check that out and we will link it so that you can go check out that um, entire blog so what's also worth noting is that if you look at pictures or you go and visit Bangar Fort that the houses within the perimeter of the wall are all roofless now could this be because it's been hundreds of years that very well could be true But apparently, supposedly, they've been roofless for a very, very long time. And so it's said that as a part of the curse with Balunath, when he cursed the village and the devastation that he caused, that it basically, like, the roofs collapsed or blew off or whatever. But any time that they've tried to construct anything, either within its walls or right out or or nearby its perimeter... um, roofs have caved in like they can't get structures to stand around it and that that's a part of the curse that this can't be a thriving community in any way because of the curse so interesting if we're following legend number one then we're waiting for ratnavati to come back and end the curse and so she may be reincarnated and come back and end the curse
1: well i've heard some pretty convincing reincarnation stories i'd like to think it's story number one and she does come back but i guess we'll have to wait and see yeah so interesting
0: are we ready for our arbitrary anecdotes today i think so are you ready i'm ready
1: okay i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready ready eddie 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 i literally have no idea what you're saying right now it's a spongebob reference you wouldn't i
0: don't like spongebob you old croon (laughs) so mean god will does that all the time i don't know any spongebob anything except he that's was a sponge okay. living under the sea of bikini islands where they did practice some um, nuclear testing so that's how he came to life i suppose i mean you don't
1: even remember that so I, good for
0: you okay well i took a historical yeah. reference out of it and i chose to remember that thing you know it's not a based
1: on a true story, right? What?
0: You're telling me a starfish and <laughs> a sponge-wearing pants under the sea is not true. I am. I'm sorry. No, they just took it based on a real island, though. You can look up Bikini Island. Okay. Cool. Maybe that's an island we do one day. I don't know what else is going on there besides SpongeBob, but we'll have to look yeah, into that. Yeah, maybe that's the one Will could be on. Oh my god! And I have to listen to you both talk about SpongeBob and not understand anything you're saying, and I don't like that.
1: All right. Fine. Don't worry, Will. All we're right. ch-
0: still trying to figure out which episode you're going to be on. We're still thinking about you. We haven't forgotten it. We love you. You're our favorite hey guys, brother. If y'all
1: know anything that has to do with haunted houses and police officers, like a haunting involving an officer that would be really cool if you have that recommendation because our brother is a police officer we love and adore him and it would be fun to include him on a story like that that involves law enforcement but we have yet to find a, a juicy one yeah so we're working on it.
0: Okay. So arbitrary anecdotes for today. So Rajasthan is part of the Indus Valley, which is the earliest. Um, it's one of the world's oldest civilizations, which means it has the earliest plowed fields. I mean, the civilization like had to be around agriculture. That's what made people not. Oh, my gosh. What's the word? I
1: almost just said migrate and that's birds. So <laughs> we're Nomadic. People
0: move around. Nomadic. Under? Oh, nomads. Okay. Yes. Because people were mostly nomadic, and the, in the Indus Valley is where they first started farming, and the world's oldest civilizations located. So Rajasthan is part of the Indus Valley, so it has part of the world's oldest civilization, which is kind of cool. Rajasthan has the second largest wall complex after the Great Wall of China, but it's actually oh I did not know that much much smaller, but it's still the oh. second but it's much smaller than the Great Wall.
1: Oh, yeah. Great Wall of China is pretty it's, dang huge. It's
0: great. This is the okayest wall. The, yes. The, <laughs> the, the pretty impressive wall of Rajasthan. Karni Mata Temple is a pilgrimage, pilgrimage site in Rajasthan dedicated to goddess Karni Mata. And it holds this temple, more than 25,000 black rats inside of the temple, which are considered sacred and therefore people feed them.
1: But black rats are sacred? Yes. I thought you'd like that. No, no, not sacred.
0: (laughs) Rats are not sacred. But if you spot, because they're almost all black rats, but if you spot a white one, apparently that's a sign of good luck. And that's how I hear it, too. Like, good luck. I could see that as well. I'm not sure how lucky I'd feel. I'm not into rats, and that's just not something I could ever envision worshiping. And I think... Maybe my, what is it, my Chinese animal? I think my Chinese animal is a rat and it always weirded me out. And I was like, nope, see, can't do that. Oh, that's funny.
1: No, they're just, they carry so many diseases. We just talked about bubonic plague. My gosh, they're just gross. They eat feces. They're just creepy crawly. I don't like them. But, you know, most critters are here for a purpose. They're killing things that are also gross. things yeah i don't see myself raising a
0: rat no and that's the big thing we talked about with reagan with her having three snakes was we are not raising mice or rats because baby rats are fattier and so some snakes like them better i was like i'm i can't raise one i can't raise them knowing that they're just gonna be food. That's their only purpose in this life. Yeah, I can't do that. they have cute faces. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want it. I couldn't do it. Mice have cute faces. They yes. literally have little button eyes that I think if I squeezed them too tight, they would pop out. Yeah. Rats, no, I don't think they look cute at all. It's a little too much for me. So, but, like, baby mice, because, I mean, you know, I don't know if I told I told you guys, but we had a few mice get into the house. Um, They're building a new community near our house, and so it just kind of displaced that ecosystem and um, six little mice over a few nights. We're getting into what I eventually found out was um, where the dryer vent is. So I duct taped that whole thing right up, but we caught all the mice and uh, tried to release them. One did accidentally die, but it was a total accident. Casey was literally trying to catch it in like Tupperware. And so, but it ran so fast because this was the first time we realized because we saw some evidence that they existed, but we hadn't seen any. And so Casey went to the pantry late at night and he could hear it. And so he was like, oh my God, Ashley, there, there is a uh, mouse in here and it bolted out of the pantry. And so I had already handed him a piece of Tupperware. And so we tried to, like, catch it really fast, you know, by containing it in the container. And he accidentally squished it instead. So... Oh, no. That is tragic. That's so sad and gross. If in any way it makes you feel any better, it was definitely an adult. It definitely had large testicles. So maybe it makes you feel better that it wasn't a baby. I know all the babies we did release them. Yeah you just killed their father that's all. I know that might be the case and in which case I like that was and Casey is super sensitive loves animals like that would never be his intent. He's super kind so.
1: I don't think y'all know Casey's backstory which Ashley can go into further but well, that, kangaroos, sloths monkeys,
0: the, his family's had a lot of different kinds of animals yeah it's pretty amazing. Yeah, a lot of exotic animals and so he's always just been like really caring and compassionate about animals and so that kind of rocked him he felt really terrible about that but anyway back to the whole thing I can't raise rats I don't like being I don't and the, the mice too the mice are cute I wouldn't be totally opposed to that except the fact they would breed so much and I wouldn't be able to feed into the snakes and I'd have I'd be like Willard except with mice instead of rats and I would have all these mice yeah. and thousands of mice
1: and Reagan's snakes are starving and you're like no <laughs>
0: they're my they friends <laughs> take regina she's a bitch you can have her <laughs> you better not name her rat off. regina george yeah regina george <laughs> lastly and this is where my pronunciation is going to be super terrible um the cities the major cities of rajasthan are actually color-coded jodhpur j-o-d-h-p-u-r is the blue city japur which is that is like a color you see on crayons and stuff like that. That is the pink city. Udipur is the white city and J- uh, Jaisalmer is the golden city. So you see the colors in the town, buildings, like, I, I don't know, like flags or banners, like not their flags necessarily. But anyway, they're all those different colors, which is kind of cool. That is cool. So that's it for Bangar Fort for today. Um, I encourage you to go check it out and learn more about it. It's pretty interesting. Uh, watching YouTube videos were kind of difficult because a lot of them were in Hindi and I don't speak the language. So, but lots of it's definitely
1: intriguing it sounds creepy it's that's definitely a site i would feel comfortable walking around with people uh
0: probably more so than conjuring house but well probably because it's outdoors that feels a little bit better to me (laughs) yeah it's like um i mean but there are signs that you are not allowed to be there at after sunset and before sunrise, they're very specific about that. It's, I mean, it's forbidden. Okay. It's forbidden. They do, there's people, I yeah. mean, you can see pe- uh, pictures that people do go visit. They'll do tours there, but even the daytime tours. I mean, people say like the weather changes. It kind of gets really ominous when you go there. And then, like I said, like lifeless was a word that was used to describe it. In a, like it, you can just feel the change as you're getting over there. But then nighttime yeah. is supposedly super spooky. Between sounds, sights, all the senses... Maybe Ratnavati's perfume. Yeah.
1: So I'd be curious what to know what her favorite scents were. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But since it's a legend, Virginia, yeah, like you.
0: Are you always you like to point that out a lot, yes. The last couple of well, I also I, I like floral
1: smells too. I my
0: house smells like roses. Yeah, there are some rose smells that I like. I did get a rose lotion from Bath and Body Works, which Bath and Body Works is not usually a place I go for body wash, lotions, or perfumes. I only go there when I want some more. Wall scents, and they're specifically pine smells. So when I go there, it is holiday times only, and I only get the holiday scents, and I usually stock up for a while.
1: Well, funny, real quick, funny story about that for our listeners. I used to be, have to have hypoallergenic everything as a kid. I was allergic to everything. And Ashley and I love to play witches and make potions, and I would constantly break out into massive hives with bath and body works lotion because we were making potion out of it oh my gosh
0: i know laney would break out in all these hives and we had to go to the doctor and like are you doing anything new and i was like well just mixing these random lotions together like what's the big deal and laney was making potions <laughs> yeah mind your business doc but yeah laney was actually very allergic it was kind of funny Anything with glitter, too. That was also. And we like to put glitter. Those
1: roll-on glitter
0: things were huge in the 90s. Yeah. Well, we also like to add glitter to our random-ass potions. That would be, like, toothpaste, alcohol, and, you know, some Bath and Body Works lotions. And by alcohol, I mean, like, rubbing alcohol. Like, literally the most random things you would put together. And then glitter. Yeah. And then it just looked cool. Yeah, um, and that's why we're here today, you know. Yeah, we're not really <laughs> good at making potions, so don't ask us to make any kind of love juice potion or anything. It Definitely a- no love juice. No. <laughs> Just love. All right, so a couple of the outro things. Um, if you're feeling generous and would like to send us a Venmo of any certain amount that whatever whatever your heart feels is the right amount, um, that is at hauntedre. Um, that is our Venmo. Um, we are appreciative of anything because we've spent a lot of money on pod stuff so if you enjoy the show we would be grateful for whatever and if you're not feeling it that's fine too. For sure either way whether you decide to Venmo or not please feel free. Now if you do Venmo make sure you leave in the comment either where you're from or and or a property you'd like us to cover. If you just tell us where you're from we will look for properties in the neighboring areas or in that area that's fine too. Um, We just want to make sure that you get recognized and something special for that. If you just want to send Send us a recommendation of either um, a property you'd like us to cover or an interesting real estate story. You can do that at haunted.com re which stands for real estate haunted repod at gmail.com make sure to go follow us on instagram at haunted.real.estate we would also we really would love if you would go rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you are on we would greatly appreciate it and last thing i'm gonna say is i ashley am a realtor in the Houston market so if you were looking for an agent in the area uh feel free to give me a shout and you can just reach out to me on haunted repod and i'll give you my email and we'll talk uh Lainey,
1: any last things you want to say uh no i that you did wonderful i really liked your story Uh, i found it very fascinating i like the curse route um and the curse route people the curse route you took it wasn't it's it's a haunting yet i i like the curse idea curses are interesting to me so i enjoyed it and i appreciate all of you listeners we've been getting great feedback lately so please continue doing so uh the more rate. Ratings and reviews we get, the the higher up the church we can go, and the better we can become. So thank yeah, you, we and appreciate,
0: that. we love you. And come back next week, where we'll, we will be in the Land down under, down under. yes. I really feel like well, I I thought I was gonna do a really good Australian accent, and I don't even know what accent came out of my mouth.
1: Yeah, neither were Australians. Like, so. It'd be like
0: would be like indescript accent would be my caption. <laughs> yes, down under.
1: All right. Well, good night, everybody. Have a lovely day good or night. night. I <laughs> <laughs>